greet you in the name of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. This past week was hard in so many ways for so many people, and there were layers, layers personal, national, and global that were just added one on top of the other. But midweek, I received a photograph from Ralph of his backyard garden plot. It came with the inscription, Now the green garlic rises. I felt a smile form on my face and deep joy whelm up within. This was a reminder to me not only of spring, but of a wonderful Easter hymn and of the good news of Easter itself. The second Sunday of Easter, let us worship God and let us begin by singing, Now the green blade rises from the buried grain. Love is come again, light wheat, new springing green. you to continue with me as we turn to God's Word. And we begin with a psalm, Psalm 116. I invite you to read it with me responsively, along with John, Margaret, and Christopher. Psalm 116. I love the Lord, who has heard the voice of my supplication, who has listened to me whenever I called. The cords of death entangled me, the grip of grace took hold of me. I came to grief and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray you, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord watches over the innocent. I was brought very low, and the Lord helped me. Turn again to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has treated you well. O Lord, I am your servant. 
I am your servant and the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and and call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. I was brought low, and the Lord helped me, declares the psalmist. As Christians, we praise God for the help, the healing, the salvation that we know, especially in Jesus Christ. We continue now with a passage from the Gospel according to John that we began last Sunday with the risen Lord appearing before his disciples shut up in that room. And we continue now, eight days later. Read by Susan. Good morning. Let us pray. Dear Lord, teach me to trust in you so that when the unexpected storms of life come, I will expect peace in the midst of those storms, knowing that you are near, you hear my cries, and you are with me and for me. Amen. This reading is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 20 verses 24 to 31. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? 
Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Thanks be to God for this reading from God's holy word. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be found now acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus returns to his disciples. He returns with the good news of death defeated. And as we considered last Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus is actually the resurrection of all who would follow Jesus through life, into life. The first week that Beatrice and I were with you in Kingston, there was a concert by throat singer Tanya Tagak here at St. Andrews. And in the hall during the intermission, we celebrated our arrival by purchasing a print, a print by Cape Dorset artist, I.T. Putaguk. I.T. was part of a new generation that took the drawing and the printing of the traditions of his parents and grandparents and transformed them. Continued to be set in the North, but focused more upon the contemporary mundane moments of the everyday. 
Here we see inside a traditional igloo, there is a stillness, a luminescence, blue of the ice blocks. The utensils of cooking and hunting are lying around. And at the center, an opening with sunlight streaming in. We had this print framed and hung on our wall and then learned that Putukuk died shortly after composing this drawing, which made it, of course, all the more meaningful. It was a wonderful image for me of life beyond, the light beckoning, what we know in Christ as resurrection. In the Gospel passage that Susan read for us this morning, Jesus is returning to his disciples actually for the second time. This time, it is for Thomas. Thomas had been away, and Thomas could not believe the story those fellow disciples told of Jesus coming amongst them. Jesus, who had been crucified, Thomas believed that Jesus was the long-awaited, anointed one of God, that Jesus would bring a new beginning for God's people, a new freedom from oppression, a new relationship with the Holy One. But Thomas had seen Jesus crucified. Thomas had seen Jesus crucified, and with Jesus had been crucified Thomas's hope and faith. Thomas now doubted that anything but his pain and despair were real. He doubted that anything other than what he was experiencing now could be true. Anything other than his pain, his despair. He doubted that anything new, anything wonderful was possible. The Gospel makes explicit that when Jesus returned, all the disciples were there, but the return of Jesus was specifically to and specifically for Thomas. Jesus showed Thomas his hands and his feet with the holes of the crucifixion. This was really Jesus. And before Thomas could even put his finger in those holes, Thomas declared, my Lord and my God. It would take Thomas some time to comprehend fully the love and the promises of God poured out in this life and death and resurrection of Jesus. But this day, before the risen Lord, the life of Thomas was transformed and was given a new beginning. Jesus returned for Thomas. Jesus refused to leave Thomas, just one of twelve, but refused to leave him in his prison of darkness to his dead-end life. And in fact, tradition tells us that Thomas's life was so filled with new joy and strength that he went out to witness even and unto India, where there exists to this day the Mar Thoma Church. 
At the beginning of these online services, at the very beginning of this pandemic, I asked the question, how will we be changed? And I will conclude this series of Easter narrative sermons by returning to this question, how will we be changed? During the time of trial, our default attitude is to yearn for life to go back to the way it was before. During a time of challenge, we long for a return to what was previously called normal. But, in our downtown neighborhood, it's wonderful to walk by some of the homes and see signs that have been placed in a window or on the tree by the sidewalk. A child has printed on one sign that I passed just this morning on the way to the church, why did the light turn red? Well, wouldn't you if you had to change in the middle of the intersection? Yesterday, out for a walk, Beatrice and I saw a more perhaps a thoughtful sign, beautiful adult calligraphy. In the rush to return to normal, let us consider what parts of normal are worth rushing back to. It made me think of a concert that we had been fortunate to see last autumn at the Grand, just down the street from St. Andrews, Bruce Coburn in one of his great songs, the trouble with normal is, it always gets worse. Things are hard for so many, and it may get harder for all of us even yet, but for us to wish that this world go back to the way things were, well, I think that's a bit like Thomas, at best going back to his life before knowing Jesus, and at worst, being left in his anger and his emptiness. The gospel this morning, the gospel for us this morning, is that Jesus returned specifically for Thomas and the risen Lord by Holy Spirit is now by our side. Jesus refuses to leave us in our fear or despair, to our anxiety or, or the inequities and violence of this world that others would call normal. Jesus is offering us this very hour an opportunity to see and live new beginnings by the grace of God. Each morning since our shelter at home started, a member of St. Andrews has written a brief reflection about life and faith, and it's been shared amongst the other members of the congregation who signed up for the email. Well, it's been a hard week with the pandemic continuing and international commitments being undermined. With the deaths in Portapique and Wentworth and Debert and Shubenekadi and Enfield. And with the specter of famine in Africa rising, it's been a hard week. And then I remembered 
that this, this season of Easter has often been called the springtime of the soul. And I sent out a request. Send me your photos of new life emerging in our city. So I thought I'd share a few of these photos with you now and allow them to accompany the invitation of Jesus to leave doubt and normalcy behind and to consider what new beginnings might be ours, what new beginnings we might experience and commit ourselves to by the grace of God, this side of the grave, these days of grace. From the rule of anger to knowing the fullness of forgiveness extended to others and even ourselves. From being imprisoned by insecurity and fear into a new dynamic of acceptance and trust. Hands that have been clenched, opening with generosity and tenderness. Hearts that have grown hardened, being massaged into new life by the sunlight of God's love. From a society that's neglected those who serve the most vulnerable among us in long-term care facilities and infant daycares and group homes and addiction rehabilitation centers, a new determination to support them with greater respect. From a patchwork of social assistance programs through which many neighbors in need have fallen, working a fuller redistribution of this nation's prosperity. As galleries and theaters and cinemas have closed to access physical, they've opened up online, sharing paintings and concerts and plays and films to many, and we are being reminded how much we need to identify and celebrate beauty in life and beauty for life. As powers around the world take advantage of the pandemic to manipulate and extend their own control of the people, we see anew how fragile and precious is our freedom and how full needs to be our commitment to the common good. After being confined to the small rooms and low ceilings of our homes, we're being granted a new awareness of the whole world of which we're a part. And as the air clears over the world's cities and endangered leatherback turtles hatch in record number, their eggs on beaches cleared of human beings, there's a new joy and a new commitment to restructure our economies and communities in greater respect of creation and all our relations. After relying for so long upon others and established traditions, there's a new determination to perhaps learn to speak ourselves of the Holy One and of our trust in God, to children and grandchildren, to neighbor and friend alike, to study the Holy Scriptures with others, to learn how to pray deeply and honestly, and to join in praise of God with discipline and joy. 
After sharing last Sunday that story of Henry Nouwen about the two twins in their mother's womb, Christina, you shared with me a story of similar ilk. A little girl returns with her mother and father with a newborn baby brother. When he is settled into his crib, she turns to her parents and asks them, could I have some time with him alone, just myself and him? Well, the parents, as you can imagine, are more than a bit hesitant, but she's insistent. And as soon as they're out of the room and sister our brother together, she whispers to him, Brother, tell me what it's like. Tell me what it's like to be newborn. I'm beginning to forget. Well, thank God for this gospel reading. Thank God for this springtime of the soul. Thank God for this reminder of what we too quickly forget. God's great promise of new beginnings and of new life here and now. Easter. We remember the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Thanks be to God. Easter, we remember the resurrection of Christ and of Christians. Thanks be to God. And Easter, when we remember that Jesus returned for Thomas, and Jesus is now by our side, inviting us to let go of our disappointments and our fears and accept a new beginning. New beginnings in our lives as individuals, as a church, as humanity, all by the grace of God, no one in the risen Lord. I was brought very low, and my Lord helped me. O Lord, you have freed me from my bonds. I am your servant. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us continue with our prayers of thanksgiving, supplication, and intercession. Let us pray. Holy God, whom we know as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we have no need to 
invoke you, calling you to come to us. You are with us. You are always present for us everywhere and every time. Yes, even in this room and now. When you seem to have left us, if we think we've left you behind, it's our eyes and heart and mind that are closed to your ever-accompanying presence. Now, across the city, by the work of your Holy Spirit, we're gathered in the name of Jesus, and, and we open ourselves to your holy presence, fully, deeply, and sincerely. In the restlessness of the night, you watch over us. When we feel most alone, your arms hold us. We pray, open our hearts to know your transforming promises and care. Help us to be strong in being loved by you, that we're able to love even ourselves and be loved by others. We pray, heal our spirits of self-doubt and fear and anxiety. Lead us into a sense of wholeness and a belonging, of living in a world in which goodness and beauty persist, in which we might yet know personal joy and social justice. We pray, bless our children with feelings of warmth and love that whatever the challenges they face, they may grow to maturity. They may grow to see this world as you see it, without borders or colors, but one humanity of your love, one creation of your care. Bless our parents with the ability to look back over their lives and recognize your hand at work for good, that they might grow in trust of you for all that lies ahead. We pray, let this congregation be a way that we learn to trust and respect others and find forgiveness for our failures. May the Spirit of Christ be strong among us, and may the Spirit of Christ be strong through us. O God, we pray, remember those who live under a hand oppressed, those who suffer from a world gone wrong, those whom the folly of the strong has left sitting by the road, the ill, the sad, the suffering, the hungry, the homeless, here in our city and all around this world, those whom we know and those whom we do not, those who know you not, and those whom we love. O oh God, especially we remember this day the families and communities of Nova Scotia, all who continue to serve in health care and research lab, in grocery stores and all essential services while we shelter at home. We remember those in government and international agencies doing their best to organize a way forward for the common good. 
Hear us, Lord, now as we continue in this time of silence with our prayers personal. Holy God, those whom we name, they are already yours, but we entrust them to you. And we also are yours, and we place ourselves in your hands. We would be in the way of Christ the company of joy, the comfort of sorrow, the rebuke of pride. We long only that throughout this blue and gentle planet, Plenty shall grace the tables of the meek, and peace shall be the keeper of all peoples. Lord, we pray, continue to work your goodness and extend your grace until that day which you alone now see when all will be revealed in full, a recreation of this world that you've begun in Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we lift up this prayer. And with generations before us and generations yet unborn, we continue in the words he taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. as always, with blessing. 
blessing not from Andrew nor from St. Andrews, but from the Lord God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace this day and always. Amen.